Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! All right. Hello, and welcome to How Did We Not Know That? My name is Nat. I'm one of your co-hosts. And I'm Jack. I'm your other co-host. And Jack, do you want to tell us what we're going to be talking about on today's episode? So with the coronavirus situation, we're having a lot of economic trouble. So I thought it'd be interesting if we talked a little bit more about the Great Depression and compared parallels. So tell me what you know about the Great Depression. Yikes. Okay. We covered the Great Depression like so much in elementary school and junior high and everything. But from what I remember, I talked about like the New Deal. From what I know, the New Deal like pulled us out of the Great Depression, but you'll probably prove me wrong. Yeah, most people aren't familiar with the dates with the Great Depression, but the stock market crashed in 1929. The bottom that the stocks were going to crash to didn't happen until 1933. So that's four years of it just going down. And then it didn't recover till about the mid-1950s. So then the stock prices never came back up to what they were for 20 years, almost 20 years. So I guess like to go into the Great Depression, what would you say would be at the start of the Great Depression? Do you have an idea? So it's like after the war, World War One, everyone comes back and like the whole world is all shook up and like, isn't it like the whole world economy is plummeting? There is a lot of debate on what the actual cause of the Great Depression was. I don't think there was one single cause. There are actually multiple things going on. So to set the stage, we finished World War One. America's on the winning side. So all the other countries that are on the losing side, like Germany, they're suffering a lot. But since America won, we're doing well. And so we enter the period of the Roaring Twenties when prohibition was going on, but also there are lots of technological innovations during this time. And the emergence of credit happened, so you could buy things in installments. Also, more people started getting into stocks because you could now borrow money and put that in the stock market because it kept going up. So there's no risk that you couldn't pay it off, right? The economy's booming. It's great. Great Gatsby. Having a good time. Throwing some parties. Some of the background stuff that was happening, though, was that a lot of companies weren't being honest about their valuation. The stock prices that you're getting are showing that everything's going up. So you couldn't, like, expect that they were going to crash. Everyone suffered, but there's two different types of suffering. People in the Midwest or the Great Plains in the country who also experienced it a different way. So in the city, a lot of the suffering was coming from the fact that the stock market crashed and the bank started to fail. So because of that, people lose their money, unemployment skyrockets because businesses are starting to fail too. Banks start to close down because they've loaned out all this money and no one has the money anymore. It's just gone. Like everything got devalued. And then you default on your mortgage and you get foreclosed, you lose your home. So a lot of people were straight up homeless. There's emergence of things like Hoovervilles, which was named after President Hoover at the 
time. So that's a city situation. People in rural areas were going through kind of an ecological turmoil because there was a drought that had already been starting in the 20s. So during the Roaring Twenties, it uh, just hadn't rained a lot in the Great Plains area. Also, at the end of the Civil War, there was a lot of initiative for people to move out west because they were promised plots of land, which I don't know if you can do that anyways, but they did it. And so people are moving west into this unknown territory and they're trying to farm. They just like didn't really understand the environment of the Great Plains when they moved out and they were trying to farm like they would have closer to the east coast, maybe Ohio, Midwest area. And with prairie grass, people don't realize that prairie grass roots are actually five to 15 feet long. So all of that topsoil is very dusty and fine. And so when you pull out that prairie grass, all of the topsoil is softer. Yeah. So because of all of that, in addition to innovations in technology, which made farming easier, so there was an overproduction in crops, then the price of produce, there's so much that happened. The price of produce started to fall. So now farmers aren't able to even make a profit because there's an overproduction in agriculture. Wow. So it's not like a famine, like they didn't run out of food, so they have too much? Well, it gets to that because they had too much food. Agriculture prices fall down because of that lack of income from a surplus. They try to plant more and they dig up more of the topsoil. And then they basically destroy this farming ground. I don't think they knew what crop rotation was. And eventually there was what they call the Dust Bowl, which is just like really, really big winds that picked up all this dirt. There's something like 10,000 feet high. Couldn't see in front of your face just because the dust was so thick. People had to wear ropes to like walk outside because they couldn't see. They would get lost. Oh my God. And you have to like farm also all the apocalypse stuff and then also the economy is crashing like I would literally think the world was coming to an end right and and you're right that the new deal was a part of the solution but something that people also don't realize is world war ii actually is what a lot of economists agree is the proper end to the great depression world war ii actually provided a lot of job for unemployed men and that helped stimulate our economy but the new deal did do a lot of good stuff what do you think was the best thing to come out of the new deal do you remember wasn't it like all these infrastructure projects across the u.s and then it because like all these new projects were being started basically like there were all these jobs that were being created it was all just about like trying to create jobs, right? It, yeah, yeah. Well, they had like a lot more protections that came up. A lot of really good things that we have today came out of the Great Depression. So even though the Great Depression was hell on earth, good things come out of it. And I hope that with our current situation, good things also come out of this. But to go into a little more detail about Franklin Delano's new deals, he had two new deals. So the first one, it's called First 100 Days. First 100 Day Plan, yeah, yeah. That was the premise of how he got elected, which was in 19. 33, he beat Herbert Hoover, whom everyone hated. So when Franklin Delano came in, Franklin Roosevelt, I don't know why I call him Franklin Delano. They call the FDR, right? Yeah, FDR, that's a better one. Okay, so FDR comes in and within his first hundred days, he basically passes all of these executive orders and gets these laws passed through Congress to stimulate the economy really quickly. One of which was the Emergency Banking Act. So when they reopen, they have to be monitored by the federal treasury. It's really good because I don't know how these banks were not getting monitored by that because that was a problem. They were overloaning and that's why that was kind of like overstimulation of the economy. 
So before the New Deal, there was like virtually like no restriction on banks. I think very little restrictions on banks and how they were loaning out. Banks, I guess, were kind of just like running by their own rules. There's very little laws limiting what they could and could not do. And then the next thing was the Securities Act of 1933, which he passed. It was prevent the another stock market crash. Like I said earlier, it was more of an illusion that everything was doing really well. So the Securities Act of 1933 required that publicly traded companies had to provide accurate information. So this is an example of how the government started to get more involved in businesses. The biggest turn of the Great Depression in my eyes was that the government got more involved with protecting the people. And then you're right about you know, Public Works Administration, the Civil Conservation Corps, Agriculture Adjustment Administrations. These are all initiatives that FDR passed to help create jobs for people. Civilian Conservation Corps did a lot of good work with planting trees and environmental conservation, which helped with the Dust Bowl. That was an increase in our care for the environment. Developing rural parts of America, there are all these jobs to build roads and bridges and schools and hospitals, and even dams, which helped with small generations of energy for places like Tennessee. And then this one, there's a administration, it's called the Federal Housing Administration, and the homeowners loan corporation so that helps people refinance their mortgages and keep their homes and today the fha still exists for low-income people who want to take out loans so they offer you lower down payments on houses so that came out of the great depression federal emergency relief administration came out of it and that would just provide help the unemployed and education on how to get jobs Soup kitchens came out to that. Policies of helping the poor came out of the Great Depression because people are suffering so badly. In my head, like, in, like my impression is that like kind of before this, like everyone was kind of like every man for themselves. And then like after the Great Depression or like during the Great Depression, it was kind of like, oh, we need to like help our fellow Americans and like focus more on that. Agreed. Yeah. When the country is suffering, you have to change the way that government is involved and you have to take care of the people because everyone's suffering when you let majority of people stay unemployed. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good things came out. Yeah. Hopefully good things will come out of what's going on right now. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, and then as part of the second New Deal, it's kind of unfortunate, but his New Deals didn't really do a lot to help with the economy. Obviously, in hindsight, they did a lot with moving us forward as a developed nation. But as far as getting people out of poverty, not a lot happened with that, which is why he had to pass a second New Deal. And that was where we had social security and that would help assist the elderly. Well, wow, so, so, so social security wasn't established until the New Deal. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the second New Deal, not even the first New Deal. What's like the time period in between? The first New Deal was launched in 1933. And then the second New Deal was launched in 1935. The second New Deal handled more with Fair Labor Acts. At this time, like, is there still, is there any laws in place for like child labor or like ensuring like safety in the workplace? They did start in 1938. So that was the Fair Labor Standards Act. And then that limited workers to maximum work week, created a minimum wage and outlawed child labor. I think it's good to learn about the good stuff that comes out about it because whenever I think about the Great Depression like about like all the suffering and then it's like they're, they're like oh here's the new deal but like I feel like I didn't really look into the specific policies it's encouraging to see like how much we learn from our mistakes and how we were able to quickly implement all these new laws and regulations to help prevent something like this from happening again so 
you know, even though right now we're entering a recession, like we'll be able to implement like change quickly. And like, at least like it's encouraging to see like how we learn from our mistakes before. And it forces everyone to face the realities and sit down and all have a discussion. Yeah, definitely. And then there's one more thing. Oh, universal basic income. That's been like a debated topic. Have you heard of that? Not really. (laughs) No, that's fine. So Andrew Yang, who was one of the... Uh, candidates for the Democratic nomination. That was like his whole premise was universal basic income. So basically, it's just that the government will provide an X amount of money to every single person within the country. And so the theory of that and like Mark Zuckerberg supports this as well. The theory of that is that it will allow people to be more creative and take on different pursuits because they have their basic needs met with basic universal income. And so with this stimulus check that got passed and everyone's getting like their $1,200 checks, it's kind of like a test of like universal basic income. It's like the government providing us with our basic needs. And when those are met, then you allow people to be more creative and innovative and possibly start more entrepreneurial things, which opens up the doors for more jobs and innovation for the country. So that's the theory behind it. That's really interesting. Yeah. And that could be how things change too with this situation yeah. <laughs> also health standards i think new york finally shut down clean their subways overnight yeah like, why did yeah. that take so long like the health standards are so low that's right okay that's like one of the things i've been learning about like even like washing my hands i was like wow i i mean i wash my hands frequently before this but now i'm like i, I wasn't singing like happy birthdays and then yeah you think about like food services and yeah public transportation and now i'm just like anytime i step outside i'm just like hyper aware of how germy everything is and so it's like made me reflect and be like how how did we survive (laughs) like before yeah no I agree I feel like I wasn't washing my hands properly like I didn't know how to wash my hands or something right like all these videos like surface about like how to properly wash your hands I'm like oh my gosh how do people not know how to wash your hands and then you're like oh I definitely like am not I was not washing it for as long as I am now and we're entering a new era I know it'll be really interesting to see and optimistic that a lot of good things will come out of it yeah yeah good things good things this has been an episode of how did we not know that if you liked it don't forget to subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from you can also follow us on all social media including youtube at how did we not know that if you thought our podcast was low quality we know we thought so too Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening and see you guys next week.